you know, where does that come from? You know, how did you get here? What are the events throughout your life and the meaning that you've made with every decision that created a belief and wired and fired in, 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 in your neural pathways that made you feel what you're chemically experiencing in your body that make, determines the actions that you're taking? And so I would just invite people to recognize where did that come from? And if you can go back to those root decisions that you made, we can question them. Is that true? Is that 100% true? Or were you, like Adam and Eve and every other parent throughout the history of the world, were you deceived? Welcome to the Called Forth Podcast. This is the place where we help ambitious women of faith to activate and break through the belief structures holding them back. I'm your host, Dawn Town, author of the book, Hashtag More Than Done, speaker, wife, and mama four. I'm going to show you how to go from stuck to called forth while connecting to the full expression of who God has made you to be and make this season your season in your life and your business. I believe God has called you forth from the very beginning, and this is your season of awakening and activation. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Called Forth podcast. I'm so excited to have my guest, Andrew L. Anderson, on today's episode. He is a best-selling international author who has a personal passion for helping people push through the limiting belief systems that are holding them back and really see them experience freedom and transformation in their life and in their business. He also has a background in education and a real estate coaching program. So thank you so much for Andrew, Andrew for being on today's episode. Don, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. And most importantly, I want to thank the listeners who are part of your tribe uh, for spending this time with us. It's wonderful to be together. Yeah, absolutely. So I know I gave kind of a brief summary about who you were in the introduction, but I'd love you to just take a few minutes and just expand a little bit more about who you are and your backstory. Sure. So rather than starting at birth and going all the way through a few <laughs> decades, we'll start about 10 years ago which from this month of recording, it's August of 2023, 10 years ago, I was at the top of my game. Life was amazing. We were getting ready to welcome baby girl number three into our little family with my wife and I and her two older sisters. I had just finished my master's degree and I had been teaching for six years and we were transferred back home after being away for about four years to our hometown of Boise, Idaho. And I was just feeling so grateful for life and what God had done for me up to that point. Uh, within about three to four weeks after that, my wife decided that she wanted to separate. And I found myself living in my parents' basement, uh, almost 30 years old. It's this stereotypical living in your parents' basement, this adult man who also has just lost his teaching career. And I believed 100% that I had failed God, that I had failed my wife and my three little girls. And I did not see how any of that would ever be reconciled. And the last 10 years, I have been finding how to build myself and bring others through those moments where they don't know how anything can be redeemed as well. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing vulnerably. I know when we hear a little bit more about people's backstory, it really creates this connection because it's, you know, it's easy on the outside looking in to see 
Uh, you know, you have a perception, but when you dig past, you know, just the surface layers, we all have a story, we all have a past, we all have pain and challenges that we've had to work through. So I appreciate your transparency and sharing your story. And that kind of leads me into, uh, you know, I reference that you have an international best-selling book, Strength of the Oak, Strength of the Willow. Could you talk a little bit about the title of that book and what Strength of the Oak and Willow mean to you? Yeah, definitely. So um, this is what it looks like. I'm holding it in my hands. If you're listening, you're not able to see, but um, this title means a lot to me personally because of my experience with what these strengths mean. There was a time where one of my coaches said to me, Andrew, you have an incredible oak-like strength and what you need is more willow-like strength. And I said, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Like this is <laughs> these metaphors. I'm not, they're not clicking for me. And he said, the oak is one of the strongest woods that we have when you look at trees, it also has longevity like none other, and it doesn't break in the storm and it is extremely resilient. And you have that strength. You have that commitment to your life mission and your values. And yet there's this complementary, not competing, but a complementary strength that he taught me about. He said, you need to also bring a willow-like strength to what you do, the ability to bend and not break to allow things to pass through you instead of snapping when the winds get too strong. And it's this graceful approach, a compassionate way to show up as the strong leader that the world needs. So that's where that initial title came from. And when I felt called to write the book, the title Strength of the Oak, Strength of the Willow came to my mind immediately. And I knew exactly um, what the title would be. I didn't know what it was going to be about or how it would come to pass, but isn't that what God does with us often? He gives us enough to get us to move forward. And then we find out how along the way. Absolutely. Wow. So that just opens up a whole other field of questions that I have. You know, how did you learn to have that strength of the willow and be adaptable? Because I know for a lot of people listening in, they're probably facing their own set of challenges and things that they're struggling to learn to adapt to. So for you, could you kind of take us through how you were able to learn to have that strength of the willow? Yeah, definitely. There is a saying that I've heard and I love, which is that we can either choose to be humble or we can be compelled to be humble. And I wish I chose humility every day in every way in every situation, but um, that experience of going through a separation that turned into a divorce, the loss of my career, feeling I had failed everything and everyone was a compelling experience in my life, which forced me to either live in humility or die in a place of ego. And I truly was uh, compelled and I made that choice to be humbled and learn everything I could possibly learn and allow that time in my life to refine me rather than define me. Mm, I love that term, be uh, refined rather than defined by something. Uh, you know, that kind of leads me into, you know, I saw on your social media, I'm not sure exactly when you posted it, but you were behind this ice sculpture and you referenced this need sometimes that we have for this chipping away. And it reminds, right, reminded me of John 15, 2, which says, he cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that in it, so that it will be more fruitful. So what would you say, you know, can you expand on what you meant by chipping away and, you know, that, that process? Yes, I can. And I love pruning even better because Jesus didn't have any ice to work with, or maybe he would have used that analogy, but 
the analogy of a, a tree is just universal in that there is something there that is yearning to grow, to come forth out of that ice block or in that mm-hmm. tree. And yet there are a lot of things that we carry, baggage, uh, sometimes not consciously, that prevents mm-hmm. us from being that beautiful sculpture inside or from being that that oak of a tree or that willow of a tree or whatever it is. And God is putting people in our path to help us see who we truly are, to identify with us as spirit beings rather than as material beings and just get rid of all the stuff that doesn't matter and focus on what does matter, which is who we are as his children. Mm, That's really, really well said. And it kind of brought to mind, I know that you've coached a lot of people in your business. So you've probably seen, you know, a variety of challenges that they face. And I just was wondering, is there a theme to, you know, the top one or three challenges that you feel like people in general face? Yeah, I think the top one for sure is not feeling like they're enough. It comes back to worth and worthiness, followed by fears. And a lot of those fears are around failing, failing as a mom, failing as a friend, failing as a professional. And then the third one would be what I call identity crisis um, or an identity fraud, feeling like we are being someone that we truly aren't and never really you know, being able to authentically uh, own what we're producing or creating in our lives. So in that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people that are listening, they've faced those things that you're talking about. What would you say to somebody who is facing one of those three or all three of those things that you just referenced? Well, what I would say to them would come in the form of a question. And as a coach, I am more curious than I am uh, wanting to just give advice. And so I would ask questions like, you know, where does that come from? How did you get here? What are the events throughout your life and the meaning that you've made with every decision that created a belief and wired and fired in in your neural pathways that made you feel what you're chemically experiencing in your body that determines the actions that you're taking? And so I would just invite people to recognize, where did that come from? And if you can go back to those root decisions that you made, we can question them. Is that true? Was that 100% true? Or were you, like Adam and Eve and every other parent throughout the history of the world, were you deceived? Did you believe something to be true that wasn't actually true about you? And my guess is, is if we can get there and recognize that deceit, we can then replace it. And our job as coaches is to help people recognize what that, um, you know, what that is that that disintegration like of not being fully who you know that you are so that's what i would say to them i would say let's find where that came from and let's change it that's such good advice i love the just the practice of really taking inventory and stock of what you're thinking about which is you know really what you're referencing in some ways too is shedding the light on our thoughts sometimes and really exposing the darkness that can sometimes be there in the form of lies and limiting beliefs and really checking to see is there substance to what I'm thinking or am I kind of lost in a web of falsehood and and disentangling that so I love that you really highlighted 
really taking stock of the inventory in our mind because so often I think we can have a, a belief system that we don't even realize we're operating by, but when we put it under the light of God's love and his truth, we can often find that we've been living by something that really isn't true at all. So the other thing I kind of wanted to ask you is as you've gone throughout your life and you've had these experiences that were incredibly challenging to say the least i probably don't even have accurate language to put to what what you walked through how would you say that you were able to find clarity to take that pivot because you were in education and then you moved to a different field altogether how how did you find clarity to make that pivot to know this is the direction that i really feel like i i should be headed in well and it's the only way I can explain it would be angelic help, okay? And when I say angels, uh, there are those that we see and those that we don't see. And one of the angels that helped me at that time was my older brother, who was a consultant. And he took a very transactional approach to the, me and my life and my career. And we sat down, we looked at all the things that were working for me that I loved in the teaching world. And we looked at those things that maybe weren't as helpful in moving me forward toward my life mission. And he had this idea, I think it was sheer craziness. And the fact that I agreed to go down this path, it still kind of boggles my mind today. He, he thought it would be a good idea for me living in my parents' basement with no money and no family to start a, a, a career in commission-based real estate sales, where you don't make any money for months and months and months on end until you make a sale. And I guess part of the Anderson blood is that we just have no belief that we uh, can't do something. So I'm like, okay, great. So I went into real estate and I went seven months without making any money. And at the end of the year, I found myself being offered a job to start coaching new real estate agents. So that clarity came because I had an angel, my brother, Adam, who helped me move in a direction that I would have never gone on my own and who believed in me and saw something that I didn't see in myself. Mm, I love that. I mean, I so believe in the value of having people in your life that don't allow you to settle for less than what you were created for. And so it sounds like that was who your brother was for you. He wasn't going to allow you to settle for less than what you created for. And he was that angel, as you said, for you to you know, speak into your life when maybe you were dealing with a lot of self-doubt from what you've walked through, but he was that word of encouragement for you. So I think that's a beautiful thing when we do have those people in our lives, which kind of leads me into, you know, you're doing real estate coaching. I know for me, when I first invested in coaching for myself, it was really hard. Like I had no concept for the fact that, you know, this was a wise decision to invest money myself. It just wasn't even on my radar before I did. And then I slowly over time learned the value of how important it is to invest in yourself. So I'd love you to kind of speak to what you found as a real estate coach the value in investing in yourself, especially if you are maybe somebody who doesn't have that outside support system. Absolutely. Well, I, when I die, I do not want on my you know tombstone for it to say real estate coach. And it's funny because uh, although I market myself as such, I uh, work with stay at home moms. I work with other business owners. I work with young adults. And yet in the world we live in, we have to pick a niche, right? And real estate is the niche that I get to um, I get to work under. And when when you you know take someone in this in this world of you know coaching that we call it, 
it's a huge risk because they are investing in something that may or may not in their mind pay off. And I've heard it said that there are two things we should always say yes to when it comes to investments. And the first is real estate because it appreciates over time forever. It, it just does. And the second is yourself. And next to real estate, I can't think of any other guaranteed investment than your potential. And as a coach, I invest in people by giving my time, trusting that their very highest self, that spirit child of God is going to shine and we're going to create some incredible things in their lives. So I would just let you know that uh, whether it's real estate or you, you are appreciating, you are a valuable asset that is going up that our world needs and you're worth it. So make the investment, whether it's coaching or your own books that you read or workshops that you attend or the courses that you sign up for. Yes. Oh, wow. That's so such good advice. Thank you so much for sharing that because you know, I, I agree. Investing in yourself often until it comes on your radar screen isn't some, it takes a little bit of getting used to, but like once you're there and you see the transformation and the growth, I feel like it's so worth it. I feel like it's putting your foot on the gas pedal of life in a way that sometimes it, it can take you years of walking through things. Whereas, you, you know, you go through coaching sometimes, not all the time, as you referenced, sometimes it doesn't always, you know, it depends on the person's perspective, but I just think there's so much value in it. So I love that you share into that and, you know, not to make a full, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're, you're great. I love that analogy of the gas pedal. Um, I've also heard that coaching is cheating. It's like, it's, yeah. it's like the cheat code for life. Like you're, you're getting these insights that just fuel you and that help you, you know, cut these corners. If we're talking about sculpting again, like how do we, how do we get to the life that we desire and the meaning and purpose for our existence faster and better? And, it, and it, it, you can call it cheating, but I just, we're playing smart and we're fueling this engine, as you said, like by putting our foot on the gas. So thank you for that analogy. I'm going to use that one and you can use mine about coaching is cheating. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I love that. It's, it's especially in the last few years, it's been a, a really pivotal part of my life and part of how I know we initially first connected um, through BBG. So yes, absolutely. What I wanted to ask you about is really what would you say if somebody's kind of up against a wall and they're really struggling for breakthrough they're in one of these situations in life where maybe they have just been pouring time and effort into breaking through and they just feel stuck with where they're at what would you um, encouragement would you say for somebody who's walking in that place right now where they're seeing where they're experiencing these unrealized expectations with life well let me tell you a story of a woman we'll call melanie and Melanie came into my world about two months ago. And Melanie was referred by another good friend and client of mine. And Melanie had been working with a counselor for 22 years, the same counselor. Mm -hmm. And she struggled with anxiety and depression. And she was a woman of strong faith who was really doubting whether or not God really did care for her because she was not getting answers to the prayers that she had been pouring out for decades. And Melanie came to me from this referral from the friend because her counselor was retiring and she was still experiencing panic attacks on a daily basis. And what we do in my coaching is we spend about five hours together over two days doing what I call a breakthrough session. 
where we dig deep and we uncover unconscious decisions at, at, at a neural like you know a neural pathway level that, that you don't even know about and if you did you would have done something about them and um melanie said that in that first hour and a half of our work together she learned more about herself than she did in the 22 years of therapy she'd been wow. through so if someone wow. is feeling like they're stuck and they've done the work and they've read the books and they've gone to the events and they've talked to their pastor or they've gone through the therapy and they're still stuck. Don't give up. Mm. There is hope. There is another person it, uh, like myself or like you, Don. There's someone that God is waiting to put in your path for you to have this breakthrough. And I will never give up on someone as long as they're willing to move forward. And you should never give up on yourself as well. Mm. You can find healing and hope. And it's not as hard as sometimes it's made out to be when it comes to counseling therapy. That's so good. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. That's, that is powerful because I know sometimes, uh, you know, if, if people haven't found breakthrough with a certain person, it, it can feel like just a confirmation of how much of either a failure you are or just a confirmation of just being stuck. So I love that you shared that they, you were able to help her break through. And I just want to thank you for being on today's episode and sharing your wisdom and your insight and your story. And I'm going to leave a link to your book and where other people can find you in the description, the video version of this podcast, as well as the audio version. Also, I'm going to let people know that he is offering three free strategy calls to the first three people that respond to, to reach out to Andrew from this podcast. So that's amazing. Three free strategy calls. So thank you, Andrew, for being so generous and offering that. Your time is so valuable. So I really appreciate that. They're going to be able to find that at freecall.andrewlanderson.com. So Andrew, would you like to just leave us with any final thoughts from today's episode? Yes. I've heard Stephen Covey say that learning is change behavior. And if you don't change one thing today after listening to this, then Don and I will quit our businesses as coaches. And what I would invite you to do, if there's not something that you already have in mind, would be to go out and serve someone, get outside of yourself. And whether it's a text message or a phone call or a smile or a handwritten note or flowers, or you make someone some cookies, go outside of yourself. And when we get outside, we often are able to find things that we've never been able to find inside. So please today, stop what you're doing right now. I don't care what Don's going to say after I say this, but I want you to stop. Just stop this right now and go serve someone. And then you can come back and hear what she has to say. Yes, I love that. Oh, wow. Thank you so much, Andrew, for coming on today's episode. Greatly appreciate it. Don't forget, everyone, go to freecall.andrewlanderson.com and search the links in the description of this podcast episode and reach out and give Andrew a follow. That's all we've got for this episode of the Called Forth podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also make sure to link up with us at www.dontown.com. That's D-A-W-N-T-O-W-N-E.com. And on social media. And please just share. Share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you have been called forth. Oh,